0: People are always talking about how do I become successful? How do I get things right? But I think it's very important to be thinking about what are the common mistakes and problems and issues and challenges that people come across and how can I avoid those? Because it's better you learn from other people uh, rather than doing it yourself because that causes agony in terms of time costs in terms of finances not good for your emotional state of mind and can put you off so in this video i'm going to share with you my top three mistakes that i think everybody who's new to property must avoid welcome Some say failure is the best source of learning you could ask for and there's a lot of truth in that. Lucky for you, there's already a sea of common mistakes to avoid when investing in property and you can learn from all those by the way. Now we all talk about what you need to know when investing in property and what you should do but more importantly I think in my opinion and arguably more importantly what you need to know is what you shouldn't do and what you should avoid. Now, Avoiding common mistakes when investing in rental properties can literally mean the difference between success and failure. Without due diligence, your financial sustainability and your capital growth could be on the line. And that's not a good place to be. Property, in my view, is undoubtedly one of the most exciting businesses out there and it offers you a lot of opportunity financial freedom, legacy, cash flow, capital growth, the points go on. Owing to the constantly growing demand for housing in cities across the UK, you can be generally pretty comfortable and to some extent assured of a good return on investments as long as you buy properly uh, and you've got a good long-term income. However, if you are new to property investing, then I think it's important that you and I Uh, discuss the most common uh, property investing mistakes uh, because I want to help you avoid them because the less mistakes you make, the more progress you're going to make. But of course you've got to make some mistakes because if you make no mistakes, uh, then you're not going to learn as much either. So it's a balance and I think mistakes are fantastic lessons and we should embrace them because they help us to do bigger and better things in life. So, number one, Investing with your heart rather than your head. And sometimes for all of us, the heart takes over uh, and we would like to think that we're all rational uh, and pretty much matter of fact and that emotions don't play a huge part. But in reality, emotions do play a big part when we're making decisions, especially when we're buying our home or large purchases. And the same applies to impulse purchases by the way, but larger purchases, uh, sometimes we get emotionally attached. Now if you're investing in property, uh, then you need to avoid that at all costs. You need to be logical and you need to be pragmatic. And it's understandable to become emotionally attached to a potential new home for yourself, that one that you're gonna live in, your family's going to enjoy, you're going to enjoy, you're gonna have friends and it's in a particular neighborhood, I get that. I'm the same to some extent. But it can be dangerous to do so if you're purchasing an investment property because you're not going to live in it, you want your tenant, so you need to make sure you have a criteria that you follow. Now, a property will probably be one of the most expensive assets that you purchase in your lifetime. That's the case for most people. And that's why it's important that you are very sensible, cautious, And pragmatic and kind of keep emotions to the side when making those big important decisions in my view being a successful investor means having a criteria and treating every transaction through your business lens and working through things to make sure that they stack up they tie up and they work for you now apart from just buying and selling properties treating your property like a business is important because it is a business for all intents and purposes Uh, and of course this includes maybe thinking about not renting uh, property to family and friends because that might not work for you raising the rents when you need need to work making sure you've got good suppliers making sure everything's being done efficiently bringing in uh, a property manager when you're at a particular size and scale Uh, who can help you manage the properties and make objective decisions you can already see this is like any other business by the way Uh, but don't fall in love with the property that you're going to rent objectivity is the name of the game here and i can't emphasize that too much Uh, and being analytical is the game plan that i think you should work towards in order to avoid uh, some of the mistakes most newbies and beginners make in the world of property if you're buying a property and you think oh I used to live in a house just like this and this raises particular memories for me or it's a nice garden or it's a nice sized kitchen might work for you but that's not what your tenants are looking for so be very clear on that stick to cold hard facts it's an investment choice and a decision and it should be based on your budget and the rate of return and your criteria like gold mine area and other things that you're looking for If you find yourself in a bidding war, which can happen quite often by the way uh, with other property investors uh, My advice is don't get involved walk away uh, Because there's no winner when it comes to a bidding war generally speaking and when you get into a bidding war you're probably going to start offering too much money you're going to buy the property at a price much higher than you should have bought it uh, and it probably isn't going to be worth what you think it's worth and it's not going to work out so there's plenty of deals out there if one doesn't work just wait for the next one i can assure you uh, property deals are not going to run out Uh, and that's why i'll emphasize again uh, it's important to make sure that you stick to the cold hard facts and stick to the criteria that you've set up. If the numbers don't stack up, fine. Walk away, Uh, no matter how much time that you've spent on the property in terms of analyzing it, no matter how much of a warm, cozy feeling you have. Warm, you can't bank warm and cozy, by the way. Okay, so therefore, as much as I get it, you need to be objective. Number two, skimping on the research. Uh, And I see this happening a lot, and uh, truth be told, in the past, a long time ago, uh, I've been as guilty as charged. Now, property investment for beginners can be tough because it's a new marketplace. They they, they don't have the contacts. They don't know how to purchase a property. They don't know how to get a mortgage. They don't know how to obtain a loan. Uh, They don't know how to get the work done. They're not aware of planning. I understand that. What that means is you've got to spend more extensive time researching, So that's doing the tedious bit, understanding how things work, looking at the rental market, looking at the market value of properties, looking at how much it costs you to refurbish. You have to learn all those things. And there's plenty of fantastic training companies and courses out there, by the way, where you can learn these things. Uh, But it also includes, by the way, uh, exploring the local area or your gold mine area, Uh, and looking at the types of tenants you're going to attract or you want to attract looking at uh, local shops, transport links, amenities, sports, leisure, art offering what are your tenants looking for in a particular area and what type of tenants are you looking for and then match those up Uh, and it also obviously includes researching uh, what's happening on any planning portal with the local authority in terms of developments, money coming in any big businesses coming in all of those things are going to affect you is a new university being built for example look at those things Uh, and i'm going to share with you now some of the key things you need to ask yourself before you buy a property and this list is not exhaustive by the way so are you buying old or a new property is it off plan or is it already built and the great thing about new properties is that you can end up saving quite a bit of money in my opinion not having to do kind of constant repairs and maintenance because it's a new property and obviously if you buy an old property it will require some TLC. Now older properties of course can be more work uh, but they are a great opportunity for obviously renovating adding value they might have certain characteristics or character buildings uh, which might work well for uh, renting out properties so that's something that you ought to bear in mind Something else you need to be thinking about is what is the condition of the property? Working uh, on the properties, are there any uh, holes in the walls, the ceilings, uh, what's the condition of the carpets or the floors uh, or the floorboards, uh, taps, lights, are there working, toilets? These might seem trivial and obvious but you'll be surprised how many people actually miss these things. Are there any other obvious signs of damage uh, and things that you can pick up with the naked eye which gives you uh, a view or understanding of what's going on is there any damp that you can see in the building are there any particular smells that give you things to think about in terms of how uh, much the property has been let's say unused for Think about these things, they will uh, impact on the value of the property and how much it might cost you to repair it. Uh, Because any damages that you might find out about now Uh, You can obviously use those to negotiate the price. Uh, If you find out about it after you purchase the property, well, too late because as the law stands it's buyer beware, which means you need to do your homework and your research to make sure you know what you're buying. Uh, Another important thing, by the way, is does it have uh, features and amenities that your tenants want? And that's something that you need to decide in terms of who your ideal tenant is. If your investment property is your business, then your tenants are your customers, simple as that. And you have to know your customers and you have to know their needs and wants. Again, research is required. It's not easy, but it's not supposed to be easy. Now it might sound obvious to you, uh, but it's an important logical point to remember when you're working out, okay, the desirability of renting out a particular property. What's the market demand out there? Because the last thing is you buy a property and nobody wants to rent it okay Uh, so that could happen so you you need to make sure you do your research Uh, and always obviously tailor the property to what your ideal customers or tenants we call them by the way but let's just call them customers for now okay what their needs and wants are so somebody who has a family and children and young children will have very different needs somebody who doesn't have children to somebody who has older children to somebody who has a disability. And depending on the type of uh, tenants you're looking for, you need to bear that in mind. Now, prior to making your investment, you must, first of all, I think, analyze the market conditions and conduct a thorough research of all the prevailing property rates in your desired location uh, to make sure you know exactly what the properties are selling for and what they're worth. Now without this prior knowledge you might start bidding for a property and you might end up making a bad decision. Might sound obvious you might think I'm not gonna do this but I can tell you I've had loads of people call me and speak to me over the years who've made this particular mistake. Now, once you've shortlisted a few properties that meet your criteria and work for you and are within your price range, then go out there, look at the location, look at the benefits it offers, look at the land value, the rental demand, the road connectivity, uh, nearby facilities, and various other aspects like transport, schools, shops, Uh, any of the businesses, their job opportunities. All of these things are important to people when they're looking to rent a property, especially having a good school nearby. Uh, And if it's a really good school, then there's a high demand of people who want to live in that area. Simple as that. Uh, And then before you make your offer, you need to investigate the actual worth of the property as it is. And also think about how can you add value and how much it's going to cost you to refurbish, redevelop and your rate of return, and if it's a good investment. Now, due diligence isn't easy, takes time, but it's worth the investment because if you take shortcuts now, they're going to cost you more money at some point in the future. So, make sure you do that. It's extremely important. Now, property investment is seen as a safe purchase has been by the, way, by the way for quite a while uh, but obviously it depends on market conditions and over every 15 to 25 years the life cycle is property increase in value double sometimes treble uh, so overall if you take a, a long-term view you're gonna be have uh, pretty okay short term it might affect you and you might not be able to cope so bear that in mind uh, and of course there are some people who say things like it's as safe as houses uh, I'm sure you, you've heard that before but that isn't always the case buying any properties or a property carries risk okay the risk is that house prices may fall The risk is that the building work might cost you a lot more than you anticipated, double or three times as much. The risk is if you're overexposed in terms of the the loan and the interest uh, rates go up and you are on variable rates, you might have a problem. The risk is you might be overexposed in one area, you've got a lot of properties in a very low density and something might happen in the area which makes it less desirable, so you've got more empty properties. So these things amongst others need to be considered and you need to be aware of them before you start investing money in a particular area. Now you might be thinking there are things that can go wrong but what could go wrong? Alright let's think about it. But don't let those things overtake your mind and scare you into walking away and not doing a good deal uh, because as long as you're using sound judgment you'll be okay. Uh, If you want to do a deal badly, you'll end up doing a bad deal. So never be desperate. That's important. Number three, not having a property investing strategy. If you're going to become a property investor, developer, and you want to be successful at uh, at it, uh, then you need to have a good, clear investment strategy. Most things in property come with a trade-off, just like life and just like any other business low-cost pro- properties generally speaking offer lower returns but are easier to buy. High-cost properties are harder uh, to get hold of and are harder to uh, afford uh, but they do offer good capital growth and good returns. Again area specific so I can't speak about every single area in the country but certain areas it works better. Uh, generally speaking Is known the North is cheaper, the South is more expensive. Now, whichever option you go for really does depend on your financial situation and your ability to service the loan and how experienced you are. Now, if you're investing uh, in property, let's say as a retirement strategy or some kind of a pension pot or a long term business, then you need to be thinking also about how much money you need to retire. When do you want to retire Uh, and then thinking about the running costs of running your business. Obviously, uh, bearing in mind interest rates, should you go fixed, should you, should you go variable? If you go variable, how are you going to hedge that? Uh, how much is going to cost you to refurbish the properties? Obviously, bearing in mind maintenance costs, thinking about voids uh, and what impact they'll have, obviously, on your rental income and profits. Uh, And all of these things you need to factor in. And the more experience you get, the better you get at this. But at the start, you still need to sit down and work these things out and talk to somebody who's experienced if you don't have the experience. Now, if you're investing to create a legacy and leave uh, that for your children, then you need to be thinking about, how do I create a tax-efficient business structure? Because obviously, that's an important conversation. And I would say, think about taking advice from a property tax specialist, prior to getting into uh, your property business, so they can advise you on the right structure for your business. Then you need to be thinking about, do you want to buy residential property? Do you want to buy commercial property? Or do you want to buy land to build on, land and then obtain planning, or commercial property to convert into residential uh, and Obviously, that's a choice for you to make. I'd say have, have two or three different uh, sub strategies and have one main strategies, and always so see things like a tenant. So see it from their point of view. So there's no point pouring in thousands of pounds, creating you know a luxury apartments, uh, and thinking you're going to charge higher end rates uh, when your property, let's say, is next to, by way of example. Uh, A university and when you've got you've got high demand from students who are looking to live on a budget because you'd rather have those properties that meet the requirements of students uh, because it's gonna be easy easy to rent that's one kind of plain obvious example there are many other examples so you need to know what your tenants are looking for and what's going to appeal to them so your property rents out rents out quicker and you can rent it out for a long period of time you don't want to be changing tenants every six months you want to keep them as long as you can And obviously you wanna make sure that they look after your property so that you need to do less repair work. Uh, But in turn, you need to look after your tenants and make sure that they are happy there. You know, you'd rather have one tenant living in the house for three years rather than, you know, five tenants or six tenants uh, living in a property over three years and moving every six months. Uh, because the last thing you want, want is tenants moving in, tenants moving out, because that's going to end up more repairs, more maintenance, more changes. Uh, and you don't want that. You want continuity. The less repair work you do, obviously, uh, the better it is for your cash flow. Uh, but at the same time, I always say keep properties in a very good condition so your tenants are happy and they're going to stay in the property uh, for a while. Uh, because that's very important to me. Uh, and I should be true to everybody else. That's part one of the video done, uh, next I'll do part two uh, which is going to link into more ideas and concepts for you in terms of the kind of major or common mistakes to avoid uh, as a new newbie. Uh, So watch out for that video. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.